Well, here we are. Big 12 Media Days is this week, and for me, it's the unofficial start of, yes, the Big 12 and college football season. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It is great to be here with you because for me, it's like now it's real, right? Now the college football season is here. It's right around the corner. You can taste it. You can smell it. You're ready for it to take off. You're ready for this thing to get going. And that's what I'm so fired up about, especially uh, this year, because you've got a couple of new coaches. You've got all the realignment chatter. And that is what is going to make this one fun. And as always, if you're on the radio show, we love our affiliates across the heartland. If you're on the podcast, leave that rating and review. And then send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. It's the only way to get one. And hit that subscribe button. That's how this show keeps growing. And it's because you guys are sharing it, moving it on, passing it on, and making this the most popular Big 12 show uh, that's out there. Uh, Seriously. I mean, you know, you look at the podcast rankings. We're number one. And that's for a reason. So I want to give you the top five storylines I'm watching heading into a Big 12 football media days this week. And we'll have a full staff of guys down there. Brian Clinton, Derek Duke, Matthew Poston's all going to be down in Arlington, AT&T Stadium uh, for this week's Big 12 media days. I had some personal things come up, so I can't be down there. But they're going to be doing an awesome job this week at Big 12 media days. So the top five storylines I'm watching. Number one, the obvious. New Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark. So even if I had written this piece a couple of weeks ago, uh, Brett Yormark would have been at the top of the list because this guy is the new Big 12 Commissioner. He's getting set to address the media for the first time on the job. His background includes no experience in college sports, which is fine. I have no issue with that whatsoever. But it also makes him a new figure to all of college athletics, right? So what's his vision? How can he bring in a new, fresh perspective to a league that has consistently found itself in survival mode? His background is Rock Nation, right? That's a big part of his background, uh, which is Jay-Z's outlet. He's worked in the NBA for the New Jersey and then Brooklyn Nets. Like This is not a guy who has any college sports um, pedigree, and I don't have an issue with it. In fact, especially given what's happened over the last couple of weeks with more conference realignment, I like it. I like the guy with the pro background. I like the guy who's going to be aggressive, who's not going to worry about his friend, who's the AD at Cal, which is the example I used uh, this week, who's like, oh, I don't want to bother. I don't want to blow up the Pac-12 because, oh, my friends work in the Pac-12, and what are they going to do? It's a dog-eat-dog world, man. All right, there's no time to sit here and worry about your friend that you worked with and came up through the ranks with in you know, college athletics from 30 years ago. It doesn't matter. You're either sinking or you're swimming. And the Big 12 has nearly sunk itself a handful of times over the last decade and a half. And Brett Yormark's not a guy who's going to care about those relationships. He's going to care about the health and prosperity of the Big 12. And I'm not saying that Bob Bowlesby's been that guy either, just to be clear. Like, people get on Bob Bowlesby. I think Bob Bowlesby's done a darn good job. He walked in here after the league nearly fell apart. Uh, settled things down. He was slow, uh, you know. He was slow on the upkeep on a couple of things. There's no denying that. But overall, I think he's done a really nice job, and I've been very pleased 
with Bob Bowlesby. And, and OU in Texas, there's nothing he could have done to help make that thing better. There's, and I, yeah, I've been saying this for a year. They blindsided him. It didn't matter if it was Bob Bowlesby or Brett Yormark. That blind side was going to happen, and it happened. Not the fault of Bob Bowlesby, but Bowlesby reacted fast. He moved quickly. He attacked ESPN. He went after ESPN. Anyone who goes after ESPN has a special place in my heart, so God bless him for that. But now it's Brett Yormark's show, and we are going to get a very good feel for what exactly this guy is, who he is, what he's all about, and how this plays out moving forward. The second biggest storyline to watch at Big 12 Football Media Days is the realignment chatter. And of course, the looming cloud here is more potential Big 12 expansion. What does the league do? What does Brett Yormark say about his thoughts on moves the Big 12 should be seriously considering? And that's where I want to really see what this guy has to say. How aggressive, how... Uh, I don't want to say outlandish, brass, open, honest, is he? You know that if this was Bob Bowlesby's show this week, he wouldn't say much. Well, we're monitoring the situation. We're seeing what's available. and Because that, that's, you know, what traditional company guys are going to do. If your mark's here to make a splash, if he's here to say new sheriff in town, if he's here to say, guess what, Big 12's going to look different, Big 12's going to act different, Big 12 is not going to be caught with his pants around its ankles anymore. We're going to find out. We're going to find out soon. And I want to see how open, honest, brash he ultimately is when it comes to this stuff because it is going to be a heck of a lot of fun uh, to watch. And then, and then, and then, and then, let's not forget about the coaches. You know every Big 12 coach is going to be asked about this, as they should. I, you know, as they, as they should be asked about it. I, you, why Would you not ask one of the 10 Big 12 football coaches what they think about conference realignment? You'd be crazy not to, right? So who's going to say what? Now, we know certain coaches are likely to say more, <coughs> Mike Gundy, than, say, a Matt Campbell, right? Like, we know that. That's, that's uh, par for the course. That's typical. That's nothing new for those of you who have followed this conference for a long time. If I'm going to rank the guys and how they're going to speak out and how much they're going to say about this, the guys who are most likely to say something and have something interesting to say, uh, I would say number one would be Mike Gundy. And then after that would probably be Steve Sarkeesian just because Texas is leaving. So he may feel like, yeah, whatever. He may have no skin off his back. And then there's a pretty big drop-off. Like, I don't think Dave Aranda, Matt Campbell, Lance Leipold, Chris Kleiman, Brent Venables, Sonny Dykes, uh, Joey McGuire, Neil Brown. I don't think they're going to say a lot about conference realignment. But maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe Neil Brown's just like, yeah, we got to, you know, while we're at it, let's try to get one of the ACC teams. Let's go get Virginia Tech. Let's go get Pittsburgh. Let's bring back the backyard brawl, baby, to the Big 12. I, I, I don't know. Maybe Neil Brown just shocks me. I'll be okay with it. Uh, that'd be great for us. That'd be great fodder for us. That'd be great for the site. Sign me up, baby. Uh, but I don't expect that to happen. If there's a guy who's going to say something interesting as a coach about expansion, you, you, we all know who it's going to be. It's going to be Mike Gundy. If Gary Patterson was still here, Gary would be awesome. Uh, he would be outstanding. I, I'm, that's a guy I'm going to miss at Media Days. Gary Patterson was my favorite guy to talk to at Big 12 Media Days. He was insightful. He was interesting. 
He was honest. There was no BS. I've always uh, was a fan of Gary Patterson, and uh, I'm going to miss him because he would have had some good stuff to say. Lincoln Riley would have said nothing. I, there would have been nothing there from Lincoln Riley. Tom Herman would have been good if he was still around, right? Uh, that, that would have been entertaining with Tom Herman still around. No doubt about that. Les Miles, not that KU fans want Les Miles back, but he would have been entertaining. Bill Snyder might have been interesting as well. Uh, he would have had something to say. So it's just kind of the makeup right now. And you got three new guys who are just getting their feet wet in the league. Enjoy McGuire, Sonny Dykes. Um... And then, of course, Joy McGuire, Sonny Dykes, and Brent Venables. Sorry, brain fart. It happens. But none of those guys are going to really start going bonkers on this because uh, you don't want to be the coach who's the new guy in town that makes waves saying something crazy about conference realignment. That's the last thing you want to do. So it's going to be fun to see how the coaches handle all this conversation. Now, uh, number three on top storylines to watch at Big 12 Football Media Days this week. Baylor as the hunted. So Baylor was picked by the Big 12 media to win the conference this fall. How does Dave Aranda prepare his team heading into year three? I mean, that's, that's the overwhelming question that needs to be and should be asked. How does Baylor t- take it? How does Dave Aranda prepare his team? Because last year there were no expectations for this team. I mean, just call it like it is. There were no expectations for this team one year ago. No one was talking about Baylor. No one was out there saying, oh, yeah, but watch out. Baylor could be a surprise. Please, nobody said that. It wasn't even part of the conversation. But now it is. They've won the Big 12. They're picked by the Big 12 media to win it again this year. And understandably so. Like I, You, know, you want to say Oklahoma, Baylor, we can have that conversation back and forth. You want to get Oklahoma State in the mix, we can do that as well. But Baylor's got every right to be favored or to be a media pick to win the Big 12 this year. Every right. Based on what they have coming back, what they did last year, they have every right to be in that position. But remember, last year they're a team coming off a one-win season. Dave Aranda's first year, they win a game or won two games. It technically was right. They went two and seven uh, two years ago. So it's a it's a different environment for them. They've won the Big Twelve. They go from being the hunter to the hunted. But here's Aranda one year later, Big Twelve title, big contract extension, good times in Waco. Are they up for the challenge? Now, Dave Aranda, I'm not worried about Dave Aranda one bit. All right, you want to talk about insightful people? You want to talk about guys who just get it, who understand their role, who have perspective, who have nuance, who are able to kind of bring all that to the table and then figure it out? Dave Aranda can do it. I mean, that guy, uh, you know, there was no media days two years ago because of COVID, but last year, so last year was really Dave Aranda's first year, and I was blown away by Dave Aranda, man. I'll just, that guy, that was all, he was great. Not that he was out. Not that he was Mike Gundy, like wildly entertaining, but just insightful, and just uh, you know appreciated being there, appreciated the moment, treated people well, and that's what I liked about the guy. And I think we're gonna. I'm not worried, but it's just gonna be interesting to see how he handles that this year. So then, the number four storyline to watch hanging in the Big 12 Media Days uh, this week is uh, the new faces. All the new faces that you've got out there. Yeah. So you've got turnover. 30% of the coaches in the Big 12 are new. And that's a big deal. What does that mean? Brent Venables at Oklahoma? 
Joy McGuire at Texas Tech, and Sonny Dykes at TCU. Now, two of these are unlike the other. Venables and McGuire are those guys that come in high energy, a lot of positivity, rah-rah, social media. You've seen the videos. You've seen the press conferences. That's what they bring. Sonny Dykes is not as much that guy. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, those guys are going to be better coaches or have more success than Sonny Dykes. It's just different approaches, right? Different strokes for different folks. Things work out differently and work out better for different people. It's just That's just how it goes. But anytime you got a guy uh, going into his first year, going into his first media days, who hasn't run a program before, it's interesting. Like, all right, you want to say Joey McGuire ran a high school football program, and that is a big deal in Texas. I'm not diminishing that. But this is a much bigger job. And he was great going from high school to Baylor. Matt Rule made a great, outstanding hire. Dave Aranda wisely kept him on. And now Joey McGuire's got a shot a few years after being a high school coach in Texas. And I want Joey McGuire to have massive success. I am pulling for Joey McGuire to have massive success. He's a very easy guy to root for. But it's easy to be that guy when you've got a zero in the loss column. And the reason you've got a zero in the loss column is because you haven't played a game. And same thing for Brent Venables. I, you know, I, I, I think Brent Venables is going to have success. But I do get the sense from Oklahoma fans that there's this kind of assumption that things just continue the way they were. Like, Big 12 title, not that you take it for granted, but you almost take it for granted. And then college football playoff expectation. And OU fans should have that expectation. But is there a drop-off of the offense with Lincoln Riley gone? Rip Lincoln Riley all you want. I'm not here to defend Lincoln Riley. All right? I, I don't like what he did. I think he's uh, snaky in many ways. No one ever got to know him. He was lame as an interview. Like, he never said anything. I, I have zero sympathy for Lincoln Riley. I wouldn't defend Lincoln Riley in court if you paid me what these crazy defense attorneys make. All right, maybe, maybe not. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bite my tongue on that. But either way, you get the point. But the you know Lincoln Riley was an offensive whiz. Now Jeff Levy comes in, great pedigree from Ole Miss. Maybe he doesn't miss a beat. But uh, Dylan Gabriel, I think he's good. I think he's really good. Do I think Dylan Gabriel is Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray? I I don't. I don't think that for a second. Is he Jalen Hurts? No. No, he's not. All right, so I, I think that that's something that has to be looked at and assessed. Now, you can easily make the case that, hey, the defense is going to be better because Brent Venables, as the head coach, actually cares about that side of the ball. And that's a strong case to make. You're not going to get an argument from me. But these are all questions that should come up and should be part of the conversation. The one guy that's actually done this and has actually, you know, run a program at a high major level is Sonny Dykes, who goes from one side of the metro to the, uh, one side of the Metroplex to the other. He's right in his backyard, going from SMU now over to TCU, and he had good success at SMU while he was there. You know, this is a guy who's really um, think about it, rejuvenated his career in many ways after uh, the I don't want to say disaster at Cal. But it just never really took off. And, you know, in hindsight, maybe he should have gotten a little bit more time. But uh, you think about what Sonny Dykes did, all right, and how this guy kind of built things up. Uh, going from Louisiana Tech, great job there, to Cal, eh, to then SMU, where he took SMU from, you know, 
run-of-the-mill, middle-of-the-pack AAC team to highly competitive. Now, they petered out at times the last couple of years, but still, he recruited well, he did a nice job, and now he comes to TCU. And he takes over a program that, based on how it recruits, should have been playing a lot better than it was playing under Gary Patterson. I, I raved about Gary Patterson earlier, but the reality is the program felt stale, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It's like ever since Trevon Boykin left, TCU couldn't figure out that side of the ball. Uh, they had a, uh, a year there where they got to the Big 12 championship game. But even that, it was more like the offense was there and the defense carried it. That's kind of what that, that year was. I guess that would have been the 2017 Big 12 championship game when they lost to Oklahoma and had um, uh, Kenny Hill at quarterback. So, like, it's just now Sonny Dykes. I don't really know Sonny Dykes. I haven't really followed Sonny Dykes um, a whole lot. So I'm just intrigued to see what his approach is to this whole thing and how it's going to look moving forward. And then as we continue, the top five storylines to watch at uh, Big 12 Football Media Days this week. Number five, which players stand out? It's always fun. Like, which players where you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, number uh, you know, 42, the linebacker there. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, good player. Then all of a sudden the dude breaks out, and you're like, wow. Wow, he's, he's, he's an entertainer. That dude's going to be broadcasting games whenever his playing days are over. You know, like you knew that about Robert Griffin the third Baylor quarterback, Heisman winner. You knew that RG3 had that kind of uh, personality to him, kind of was able to keep a room, big smile, had something to say, entertaining, fun, interesting. Like that's who he was, right? Meantime, when you look at the other side of this and you look at, uh, you know, some of the guys who just aren't as personality driven and that's OK. They're football players. They don't have to necessarily be that way. But, you know, they, they I don't want to say boring because they're all great guys. But, you know, there's just not as much there. Who stands out? Who's the big personality? I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. I'll take one guess. I think B. John Robinson can be that guy. I do I think B. John Robinson Texas running back, he'll be in the Heisman conversation. You know, you, I remember him last year. He had a big smile, personality, something to say. I could see him being a dude that's got something to say. But, you know, there's only going to be a couple of quarterbacks there. You got uh, Jalen Daniels at Kansas, Adrian Martinez at uh, K-State, Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma, and uh, Spencer Sanders at Oklahoma State. None of those guys feel like uh, – rock stars from a personality perspective based on the limited things that I've seen, but I'm happy to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. More personalities, better it is for us. Baker Mayfield was great for business, not because of how good he was on the field. He was great for business off the field. When he's grabbing his crotch on the sidelines against KU and, you know, things are going viral and the site's blowing up and the whole thing. So <laughs> those are your top five storylines to watch heading into Big 12 Football Media Days. I'm Pete Mundo. Be sure you're following the site this week. Subscribe to this show. All right, hit that subscribe button. It's a big way to uh, help build the show. We appreciate you doing it. And leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And then send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I'll get you hooked up with a free koozie. I got a lot of you to get back to here in the next couple of days. I am doing that as we speak. So appreciate you guys. So appreciate you. This site keeps growing because of you. Thank you. And the show keeps growing because of you. That's how we're getting ourselves at the top of the Big 12 podcasts in all of, uh, all of iTunes. It's because of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We've got a lot more content coming your way here soon. Pete Mundo signing off at heartlandcollegesports.com. Have a great day. Take care.